in life you don't get what you deserve you get what you negotiate Hey guys, welcome. You are listening to the Better Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Asma Mohammed. And today I have my friend as a co-host, my friend Saadatu. So Saa, please say hi to the wonderful listeners. Hi. Why did you why why did you open your eyes like that? <laughs> like you said, say hi. Okay. Hi. Hi guys. My name is you. No, it's not YouTube, so they can't see you waving your hand. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we are going to be reading some responses to a question asked on Cora. Um a particular page and I'll get into all of that. But yeah, that's how today's format's going to go. I I would read a response. We just like talk about it if, a little bit if we have anything to say, and yeah, that will be it. So you know, sit back and enjoy. So the question was, what is the hardest lesson you've learned in life? Yeah, I'm asking you now. Well, for me, the hardest lesson I've learned in life. Well, I'm still living anyway, so. <laughs> For now, <laughs> the hardest lesson I've learned is that um, rewards are not always commensurate to efforts. Like personally, professionally, well, I I don't want to say even spiritually because like you can't really tell, and that's a whole conversation on it. Yep. But like personally, it doesn't even have to always be a romantic relationship. Your parents, your spouse, your children too for those who have children you have these intentions and you put in some effort like oh um i want to make this person happy i want to do this for this person and the person either does not interpret your actions as positive or is just completely underwhelmed by it like they don't realize the import of your actions they don't realize how vital it was to you Mm-hmm. and then you're just kind of jaded by their response and you're like but what was all that for like why did i even bother so much mm-hmm. so i guess that's it professionally you're like oh why am i putting in all this effort and it seems like i'm in a dead-end job i'm not satisfied i'm miserable basically so i guess that's that's like the most important lesson so it's to not get overwhelmed by it all what's the hardest lesson you have learned (laughs) (laughs) that was a quick 180 it was yeah okay i i i I didn't see the end of yours before you just diverted the question back to me yeah because i felt like i was droning on and on you were not I think one of the hardest lessons I've learned in all my 20-something years of life is that people won't always feel the same way you do. Mm. So 
you know put that into any perspective you want maybe in a relationship because you feel a certain way about a person does not necessarily mean that that's exactly how they're going to feel and then we have all these expectations because well naturally as human beings we are only exposed to our own realities you get so it just makes logical sense that we believe how we feel about something let's say we feel outraged about something we expect that that's how other people would feel yeah. They're actually entitled to that they're feeling. Yes, they like, are. That's the yes, yes, that's the hardest thing to come to with. Like they are entitled to how they would feel. Yeah, and you are entitled to how you would feel. But it's hard to just think that you might feel a certain way about something, and another person will not feel that exact same way. Yeah. So I think it's it's easier to accept in instances like let's say something very simple like a series or a movie. Mm-hmm. how you felt about it it's not the same way someone else would feel and that one it's, it's easier to swallow at some point but like in a relationship for a, for example that's it's a it's it's it's, it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. you feel this intense way about someone let's say you're in love with someone and then they don't reciprocate and you just have to move on from it or they just give you surface with level reciprocation or they just reciprocate on a surface level and you're like yeah but they're giving you all i'm putting in all this effort and And you're just doing the bare minimum bare minimum and you can't complain about it because to them that is effort and yeah it's really no effort like and it's it is actually just mirroring how they feel Mm -hmm. so if they don't feel enough they will not do enough but you feel so much and you're doing so much mm-hmm. and yeah that's one of the hardest things i've had to come to accept in life even in friendships too mm-hmm. in fact everything every relationship every yeah. type of relationship yeah so yeah that's one of the hardest lessons i've had i've had to to learn to learn are you still learning i'm still learning definitely <laughs> come on <laughs> i mean tomorrow Something else might show me another no, lesson, and <laughs> I will upload this thing for it to be outdated. So yeah, <laughs> to be outdated in my opinion. Okay, so this is version one. This is version one. Mm. As at. As at. Uh, as at. October. October. Yes. Twenty. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. I don't get it. what year do you think we're in? I think we're just existing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 16th October 2021, yes. 953. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't recognize the all right, so I would be reading one of the responses to the question. I cannot pronounce this name. Mil- Milanjana Mukherjee. Yep. <clears throat> yes. Sent in by a software engineer. Yes. <laughs> very, very safe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so she said, put on your own oxygen mask before helping those around you. 
When I was nine years old, I had to attend an overnight compulsory girls' guide camp organized by my school. In the camp, we were divided into random groups, and unfortunately, I was separated from my friends. I shared everything with my teammates, which I brought from my home. I still remember some of my teammates washing their utensils with my packaged drinking water as the washroom was far away. Some of my teammates opened my bag and served the munchies to the teachers present without my permission. By night, my food and water supplies were totally exhausted. During bedtime, I was feeling really thirsty and asked and asked someone to give me water and she refused outright. Of course. Wow. I was shocked and thought I may have heard it wrong. I asked again. Oh, sweetheart. This time, also, she told me no. I asked others also and no one was willing to share. Finally, someone agreed to give me a sip. I was flabbergasted. It was beyond my imagination how anybody can refuse to give you water. But later, I realized that it was well-deserved, and I am grateful to God that I learned such a valuable lesson so early in life. Remember, being selfless is worse than being selfish. Wow. That's a lot to go through at nine. But then... I I do see her point, like, you know how people have this thing of flocking around you when, people flock around you when they think you're of value to them, Yeah. and immediately you are not anymore, oh my god, by the time the reality of the situation sets in, you're going to need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually quite funny to watch, because you can look at even former politicians and everything, when they're there. Everybody is nice to them. Everybody wants to be them, wants to be around their families and everything. Yep. But once they're out of office, they become pariahs. Like, when they were in office, of course, in our environment, it's not as if they were doing anything positive. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Throw shade at your government <laughs> while recording a podcast. I love it. I do not, am I in Nigeria? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Like, everybody knows that they are not as clean as you want them to be. But once they're there, it's like we have a veil over our eyes. But yes. once they're back in normal society, oh, that guy was so terrible. That guy was this, yeah. that guy was that. Like, oh, all of a sudden, he's a criminal now. So, well, that's just one aspect. But it cuts across all cadres of life. It does. Like, even this this line is definitely picked from, like, airlines, like, in the plane and stuff. When they are talking about if something goes wrong, Please put on your own mask before trying to help any other person put on their mask. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you can't help someone else when they are not yourself. when you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And this is this is even something we've talked about several times, like mental health podcasts and stuff, um, mm-hmm. mental health episodes. Yeah, you can't, you can't not be fine. Yes, yes, yes. That is it. You have to make sure that you are okay. Before you start trying to help every other person. Why are you laughing? You joke. You don't give you give somebody else an oxygen mask and then no, you know, as we say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like okay, well you go on. I'm definitely leaving that part. I'm not editing that. I just wanted to know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Is it just me? But I feel like the lesson she put, the put your oxygen mask before helping those around you, and the story don't like it's it matches in a way. But the last lesson she puts under remember being selfish is worse than being selfish. Would have 
I don't know feel perfect as the first lesson. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, it's more it's, it's more apt. Even though I get the put your own oxygen mask. Yes, I get I get I get how she got that mm. lesson from that. But at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was still a great lesson. So. Yeah, it was. And well, people, both of them are anyway. Human beings, please why why would you be stingy with water? Or to exactly. somebody like it's water. That's a basic water toilet. Those are basic human, you know, like you, you understand? Yeah. No, if somebody needs a toilet, you don't even have to like the person. Just please use it before yes. you go and embarrass your ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? Those are basic human decency. Yeah. yeah. And if they give you toilet, you know, they pay. Yep. Don't leave that one. <laughs> just throw that in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I forgot this. And then if someone gives you water also, if someone offers you water or if you are in a situation and you know that the person lasts and they still give you out of it, I feel like it's decency to not finish someone's Exactly. Oh my God. Water. It's it's decency. It's courtesy. It's just common sense. It's sense, yes. It's just common sense. Yes. Like you ask someone for something and they, they give you their last their line. Last. You yes. don't completely finish it. No matter how thirsty you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be be that you know how you felt, so why would you yes. want them to go through that because they helped you? And even if people are mean to you, honestly, sometimes just just be nice. It's it speaks more about you than them. You don't even have to be nice, just move on. Yeah. Like it's, sometimes it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Like I mean in, in an instance of when you know, maybe she wasn't so nice giving out her water and then she was in need. Then she asked for water and they, they were like yeah, well, you didn't give us yours, so we're not giving you ours. I know, that's the moving on now. Oh, yeah. You have moved past Just it. Just move past it and, mm. like, help. Well, I don't like saying be the bigger person because it's kind of annoying. Like, why do I always have to be the bigger person? You guys? I hate that thing. I hate Sometimes be the bigger person. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite upsetting, really. Like, why can't they be the bigger person yeah. and not offend me? But still. <laughs> All right, next question. Okay. Um, the next response. response. Um, this one was sent in by a student. A close friend of mine lost her father some six years ago. Of course, she moved on with the loss. She believes in life goes on, and it does. That's quite natural. Yet to this day, her eyes fill with tears. <laughs> I can't read again. Her eyes fill with, uh, with tears when she sees the father's name column anywhere, and she wonders whether she will write late with her father's name. I once asked her about her father. Maybe I shouldn't have because her voice trembled as she told me everything. And towards the end of her story, she burst into sobs. Her story made me think. I realized I've been somewhat like her. She says she argued with her father because he scolded her for something and didn't talk to him till the next day. Then she never got to. She has a guilt, a guilt of being stubborn when she could have accepted her mistake. No matter how small it was, she regrets missing out on that last opportunity to give her father a hug and cry on his shoulder after having a fight. We will always have arguments with the people we love. We will fight, get angry, and not talk for some time. It happens and always will. But the hardest lesson I've learned uh, through my friend's story is that we never know which moment might be our last with someone. And we seem to have no way to sense a great great loss silently coming our way. Wow. Yep. Okay. This is also quite intense. Because loss is something we're never really prepared for. Like, for us, okay, we're surrounded by death literally every day. 
but then it's not something that I don't think it's something you ever get used to. Yeah, it's not something you ever get used to. Like when I lost my granddad a couple of months ago, I've I've still not quite come to terms with it, but when I first got the news, all that came to my mind was our last conversation and I was like I wish I'd gotten in touch more. It was more of an I just kept wishing I had more time, wishing I'd seen him more often, wishing we had had more conversations, wishing he had gotten to see me like finish school and like you know achieve my dreams and everything. So all I have now are all these wishes and there's no way for them to come true. So, well, I guess one thing about loving people, family, friends, is that you're always going to have negative moments, moments that are not so, that you're not so proud of, moments that are going to create a distance between you. But I feel like when you have those good moments, make them know they're loved enough that they never ever question it. Yes, they never question it. So even in the bad moments, they know there's still that love. So even if you don't get the chance to say goodbye, you are relieved that they knew. Yeah. And you knew they knew. And you know that you showed it well. Exactly. Like, as much as you could. Exactly. So it's just you lost the formal goodbye, but you've always I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You still maintain that connection and everything. I mean, and I know sometimes it's hard because our pride always gets in the way when we are having arguments. But that whole thing of never leave someone in a way that you know your last moments with them, like okay, let me put it. You know what I'm trying to say? No, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure that you leave someone in a way that you would be okay with if that was the last time exactly. you interacted with that person. That's actually the best way to put it. That's. That's what I'm trying to call And it's, it's, let's be real, we are humans. Our pride would always come in. Like, if we're having a fight with someone, or even not just a fight, like, let's just say we are too busy to keep up with someone, and then mm. when the person passes or something happens, we start thinking about when was the last time, what was the last thing I said to this person? Did I show enough love to this person? Mm-hmm. So, like you said, we should try and show as much love and care as we can when we can. Yeah. While we can. Because it doesn't even have to be then, it could be you. Yes. So that you be remembered in a good light. Yeah. And like, yeah. how will I not tell Chani to Chani I love you like that? Why, why did you not want to do so? Like, what? what? You know, what? I debated. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> <Should> I debated. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm counting on your editing skills. Mm. I'm not sure I'll edit that. I'll think about it. Sincerely think about it. Don't look at me like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> what if this was our last interaction? You Do you want it to be me. you threatening me? Hmm? Am I threatening you? It's a subtle threat. You're you you holding my neck. Why are you saying you can <laughs> I want them to know. Better I did this thing. So I threatened me, then she held my neck. I'm just putting that out there. Just in case. <laughs> Okay, let me read the next one. <clears throat> this is from Jasmine. Ka- this is from 
somebody from India. In, in Mumbai? Yeah. Jasmine's cow. Mahal, I'm going to try Mahal, and read Mahal, the name. Mahal. I am so sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Jasmine's cow. British cow's sister. What? She's the sister of the person that wrote Milk and Honey. You're going to edit it. Counting on you. Okay. <clears throat> I have been dealing with weight issues almost my entire life. From being underweight as a child, extremely overweight in my early teenage, severely anorexic oh, in my... She's a dentist, so say this is from a dentist in India. Where did you see that? In the story, in the body of it. You have sharp eyes. She's yeah, a dentist, a dentist in India. Okay. From being underweight as a child, extremely overweight in my early teenage... Yes. yes. She didn't put that there. <laughs> Severely anorexic in my late teens to again being obese in my early 20s. This changed a year back. Today, I weigh 60 kilos with a massive loss of 18 kilos in a span of a year, all with the help of power yoga. Okay. So she'll have done the Kama Sutra now. Kama Sutra. Okay, so I. That was sir, not me. Also, What never left me all through my journey was the constant derogatory remarks of people. Okay, so she writes some things here in, I'm guessing, what's her native language. She says, Tipani. Bracket remarks of people, so I'll just keep going with the English translation. She puts, mm. "What have you done to yourself? Tell her to eat less." These were the comments made by, in quotes, overcaring people when I was overweight. I don't blame them. Maybe they really wished for my goodwill. I myself was not happy with my weight, but there was not much that I could do at that point with my final year exams approaching. But past the exams, I gave topmost priority to fitness. Got back in shape. But what was the situation after I lost weight? I got comments like, You look sick, gain some weight. Not that I paid heed to such comments, but how I wish that someone would have just told me that you did a great job. Relax now and appreciate the amazing journey you have been through. People should realize that someone's life is not a YouTube video being played where you have to constantly leave comments on. While you were busy dolling up in front of your mirror, I have been through the phase where the mere sight of myself in the mirror repelled me. I would avoid the camera and offer to click a picture rather than being clicked in social gatherings. All of us are much more than fat, ugly, pretty, too tall, too short. People should learn to look others beyond these adjectives. Fast forward to today's date. I graduated four months back and came back home from my hostel after completing five years of dentistry. I appeared for my entrance exams for master's this month, waiting for the results in a few days. Well, this was submitted 2018, so I really hope she got the best yeah. results. <laughs> With these factors, I have gained about a kilo or two, which is okay according to me. I am sure all hostelites would definitely agree with me. Just imagine getting to relish your mom's food after five years of yellow water for a deal and the same mixed vegetable made from leftover vegetables every alternate day. Yikes. But again, someone close to me passed a comment yesterday and I cannot even mention him. I look at my pictures now. Nothing matters more to me than that smile. I am happy, confident, and living each day as a blessing. And no weighing scale or two kilo gain can dim that smile. 
The lesson I have learned is to listen to all but have a mind of my own. Live and let others live according to their terms. Have a nice day. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. The most important, like, first and foremost, stop making comments about people's bodies, stop making comments about their noses, their bellies, their everything. Rates, stop their, their heights. It's none of their, their heights, business. Their complexion. You think they don't know? They know. They know how they look. Exactly. Everybody knows how they look. If it's not something that can be fixed in five minutes, like, let's say, something in the middle of your teeth or like something wrong with your clothes that someone can actually adjust exactly. then just let it be what Maybe is you forgot to zip up or something yeah what is you pointing the whole thing i was going to actually that do? should actually be a social construct because we live in a society that is full of ideas of perfection and everything but look at everybody like literally nobody is perfect even the models and everything nobody is perfect so why do we keep hammering on our insecurities and flaws if you think you are perfect, I stand in front of the mirror for five minutes, just staring at yourself. I promise you, you will find something. You, you will know? find one thing, at least, <laughs> at least, at least one thing. This actually reminds me of a couple of weeks ago when, like, I for someone that never really gets zipped, like, I'm under a lot of stress. So I just had, I had, I just woke up, and there was one right in the middle of my forehead. It was swollen red and everything <laughs> and i was really hesitant about going out so i'm like i can't go out looking like this and i stopped the thing what's the big deal why should i have to hide a wig i was even considering wearing a cap or something it had to hide my forehead i was like there's no need for all of that so of course as i go out the first person i met the first person actually did it in a sort of a better way like she pulled me aside, she's like, ah, what happened? Like, did you fight someone in your dream and everything? <laughs> so I even, I even had a laugh at it. I was like, no, I just woke up like this, you know. And then the next person, like, this is someone that I'm actually kind of close to. And they just yell, what happened to you? Oh, my God, what's that in the middle of your head? Oh, it's a rabbit. And I was so... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was so taken aback. I was actually so upset. I'm like, what do you mean? What is that in the middle of my head? Why did you have CL like that? And then the person was like, why am I being so sensitive about it? I'm sensitive about it because you just pointed it out in the middle of everyone. Oh. And literally everybody just honed in on my forehead. And it was it was mortifying because, okay, first of all, I didn't sign up for that. Secondly, there are better ways, if you're actually concerned about me, there are better ways to have asked. I mean, I'm, I'm even sorry. What's there to be truly so concerned about? I, about a zit that is a very natural it occurring seems thing. That I look like I got attacked, but like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> or maybe there's it like a bullet lodged in the middle of your forehead exactly. and just sitting there. I, I understand that. Exactly. So, like, and what do you expect me to have been able to do about that? that like, what could I have done about it? My head didn't calm down for like another three days, so you could have imagined how, <laughs> how, how inflamed it was. Like, I was so upset about it. But luckily, it was a, it was like a Friday or so, so I had the rest of the weekend to just wallow. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's really one thing. Like, we need to stop hammering on our flaws and everything. It's, and and it's that's nice. even a zit that ended up going. Imagine someone making comments about things that people can change or things that are not so temporary. Exactly. 
and leave children alone you don't have to oh that do not is have to watch like do not even children young adults teenagers especially like it, it can be just a simple statement to you you might not think much of it but that is something that might probably define how they see themselves for a very long time and affect their self-views and make them insecure so please mm-hmm. like do not make these comments to anybody but most especially those um age groups like please please don't be because when they end up committing suicide you'll be like i never expected it but you're the one that pushed them to that point because in in your youth you're not really able to filter all of these things you are still trying to form your self-image and and all of that and all you need is encouragement please let them eat let them let them thrive we need healthy adults yes let them eat oh please teenagers are not at the age where they need to be cutting every single thing they are growing exactly. they need to grow so commenting about their weight a lot is not commenting about their weight in a very unhealthy way is not mm-hmm. the right thing at all it just makes you a shitty person and please if don't you're be a shitty a person parent, if you're not their parent you do not have the right to talk about it even parents if, if they are talking about it, there's a certain way they can approach the topic, and mm-hmm. it is in certain cases, exactly like Maybe indicated cases. Obesity yes, or, or, or someone, it. um, a child that is having a binge eating disorder or something like mm-hmm. that. That's different. That's completely different. But to pick on someone's appearance and to just tear it down simply because you want to, you're you not know, pretty enough. You're not this enough. Yes, enough. and comparing siblings. Comparing people why? to their peers. Why will you do that? Why will you do that? Really? Like, if you are enough the way you are. If you aren't enough the way you are. If you are that person. more than that. If you are that person. I want you to look in the mirror every single day and say, Today, I'm going to make this world one shitty person <laughs> less. Less. <laughs> yes. So, you say, Today, I'm going to make sure the world does not have an extra shitty person. So, I'm going to be a good person. Mm-hmm. That should be your mantra every day. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for that. Okay, so we'll go to the next response to the question. So a year ago, I made a big mistake. I tried to make my hostel ward in a full for admission, and I got the admission. Fifteen days later, I was sleeping in my hostel room. Suddenly, got a call from a landline number, and I have, um, and I understood what is, what was going to happen. The person from the other side was the warden and he said, Hello, Mr. J. Powell. And um, I said, Yes. Please come into the office, otherwise, something very big is going to happen. My heart raced and I said, Come in. Then I reached the office and he said, You're fired. Never try to play with us. Sorry, sir. I'll make sure this never happens again. Just give me one chance. Sorry, sir. I'll be homeless. What will I do? Security, throw him out. So the security guards come in and throw me out. I cried, felt guilty, my brain stopped working. That was the biggest mistake I had ever committed. The story ends. In conclusion, sometimes you make a big mistake and later you you realize you cannot solve it. The only solution is to take care and think again before taking decisions. Sometimes you don't get a second chance. Well, (laughs) I'm glad he learned his lesson. (laughs) Yeah. What really sticks out to me is that he's not playing the victim card. He has owned up and accepted that he was in the wrong yes sometimes they're in the wrong the end does not justify the means like even if it's a good you, know, you look at all these superheroes and be like oh yeah they're vigilantes so it's okay for them to use violence sometimes the end doesn't justify the means like and i also like that even as he recognizes what he did was a mistake some people recognize that and they're like oh why, why couldn't they just give me a second chance exactly. their their punishment was too extreme 
accepted it and he has learned from it and he's you know seeing the story for other people to learn from so i really i really liked it i really like this one and you know you don't really always get a second chance because some people after you have their first negative experience with you they may not even want to see you ever again so all you can do is admit you were wrong Mm -hmm. and grow from that move on and resolve to never present that negative aspect of you to another person just try to let's be, be a better mm-hmm. and don't be like oh well they already have this image of me anyways people already think i'm this person so why should i try to be a better person no that's not how growth works that's not how life works exactly you strive to be better and yes it might seem hard especially if you have like such a horrible past mm-hmm. it might seem fruit fruitless yeah at some point like what's the point of doing all of this what's the point of doing all of this the right people would notice that you're trying to change and even if people don't notice, you know deep down that you're trying to be a better person and you are a better person. Yeah, you are and a better person. at the end of the day, that is very important. Mm-hmm. You don't know who who is going to take that your being a better person as their only impression of you and you don't yeah. know what doors that is going to open for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, positive vibes. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. <laughs> okay, so... Um, that's most of it. There's just that last one mm-hmm. that I would want you to read out. And I think that would be the quote for the day. So, say it. Okay. Um, so, this is a saying by Chester L. Harris. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, Full stop. that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like this because... Well, <laughs> I want to say in academics now, um, what you deserve, what you negotiate. When you, if you imagine you're doing a presentation now, maybe you barely put in any work. Yeah. It was the night before the presentation you actually started working on. But because you know that you've lapsed so much, you're now trying to compensate and it's now so important and everything. So you have to give in your all and you're trying to convince the person you're presenting to that I need this, I mean this, I worked for this. Even though you're basically just bullshitting your way through the whole thing. But you're trying to convince them, you're trying to put your best face forward. And then it works. But the one that you worked on for months and months, you now relax in that, yeah, I've I've gotten all my subject matter and everything. In fact, I know this like the back of my hand. Sometimes it does pay off, and you think, yeah, I deserve it. But the person you're also presenting to may just think, yeah, you may have put in the work and everything, but you're complacent about it. You're not hungry for your win. So you're not really fighting. You're not proving to them why you deserve that win. And I think that's where the negotiation part comes in. You're not, even though this is like a very niche thing that I'm using to describe it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, we all have we all have this concept of th- everybody has some degree of entitlement mm-hmm. in everything in some things that we do. Yeah. You might work so hard. I deserve this. Or you might do something in a particular way, thinking is what the other person wants, and you're like, I deserve this. I deserve this. But the negotiating here, to me, I I see it more like a little step beyond, like more hard work. 
mm. more hard work than what you think you already deserve. Mm. Like, so that you earn things. Instead of just, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say, like, passively earning something is different from actively, actively. Yeah, going I, I, for I it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, look at it in the context of relationships now. You think, oh, okay, um, we're already maintenance. Mm-hmm. So, I'm low maintenance. You think, oh, the other person will make more efforts to, like, you know, care since you're not putting all that burden and everything. You're not needy and yes, all this. Yes, yes, yes. But then, but then the other person actually... gets complacent because you are low maintenance. So what have you neg- negotiated for? You have negotiated for no maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Um, me, what I was even, tr- the part I was trying to go with, mm. kind of, you know, the relationship thing to, like, you know, when some people, when they're in a relationship, they start, they relax. Like, okay, I've married this person. Yeah. So now I deserve this person to be all about me and I deserve for this person to just, I don't know how to explain. Just, yeah. We are married now, so, okay. And you don't work towards actually maintaining the relationship. Mm. Like, every single thing you did before you got married. You're already with me now. You, so yeah, like, yeah you're now, you know, sitting back and you're like, yeah, well, I don't need to put in the I effort don't need anymore. To actively I don't, yes, I don't need to negotiate how the relationship goes anymore. Mm. So everything is just... And then when you start getting how you are, like, you start getting yours, you are, you are complaining that, oh, no, but we're married. Everything's supposed to be perfect. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, I deserve that. But it's not what you negotiated for. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that is all of it. Oh, I kind of feel like giving a part of this because this was so nice. <laughs> but I don't want it to go too long. So, Saada too. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming on Thank the show. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys. Please, if you liked this, you know, let me know what you think. And also, I would love to hear your own, um, the hard lesson that you have had to learn in your years living on this planet, you know. So, send me messages, you know, flood my DMs and all of that. And please, share this with your people, you know, repost on Instagram and tag us at Pod. That would be much appreciated. And even another thing that would be much more appreciated would be you leaving um your ratings and reviews on whatever podcast platform you're listening on because it really helps put the show out there for other people and yeah and encourage your people to not harass children yes uh, please encourage your people to not harass children and you to do not harass people mm-hmm. all right that is all for this week Catch you on the next episode next time. And, you know, anyway, hopefully you catch Sa'a again when she graces me with her presence. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really love to have you again. This was so Thank nice. You. This was so nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, see you all later. I hear you all later. Speak, speak, speak to you all, all later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Apparently. <laughs>